1: on today's show
0: we take a look back at a big final win in the road trip in atlanta for your charlotte hornets and
1: marco bellinelli is continuing his career reviving season we'll dive into the stats
0: we talk more hornets before 9 a.m than most people do all day you are locked on hornets
1: are locked on locked on locked on hornets your daily charlotte hornets podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day welcome into locked on hornets on this monday it's hornets talk for the hardcore fan Today's episode is brought to you by SeatGeek, the easiest way to buy and sell tickets online. Download the SeatGeek app and use our promo code LOHORNETS to get $20 off your first ticket purchase. We are coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in beautiful beautiful uptown Charlotte. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker.
0: Doug, great to be here and to speak with you.
1: David, uh, we had a fun weekend. It started Friday, really, with that Boston Celtics game. The Locked On Hornets team, all getting together here at the studio to watch the game. We tweeted a picture out. If you want to check out what all of our beautiful faces look like, a lot of people go. The people they go into making this show now. It's so crazy to think about where. We started, David, uh, just you, basically just you and me and and producer Katie putting this thing together, and now we've grown the team substantially, and it really takes that many people to put on our live show, and if you haven't checked that out yet, youtube.com forward slash Locked on Hornets every Tuesday at 6 o'clock p.m., including tomorrow night, we'll have a short show for you because the... Hornets are taking on the Lakers here in Charlotte at seven o'clock PM. So we don't want to run up into that coverage. So we're going to be doing thirty minutes tomorrow on YouTube. Got to check it out because it's going to be a jam packed show. Got something very special for you. I'm working on today at Hornets practice. So stay tuned for more info on that. But you know it's just been a, it's just been an amazing ride this season because not only the YouTube show, but putting on these daily podcasts, getting information, news, analysis into your feed every day has been has been really cool david
0: yeah it's been awesome been a great yeah. way to stay on top of things for us as well <laughs> i mean we stay locked in but you mentioned the live show it's a really cool thing that we've got going on doug yeah it's weird right just me and you just talking never seen each other never never even met face to face at one time and now you know, yeah. you know i mean i regret ourselves it ourselves now
1: but it, it's you know <laughs> it's been better for the show no i'm kidding um <laughs> We are we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network if you don't know by now your team every day go to iTunes search Locked On and find podcast on the NFL Locked On Panthers hosted by Steve Reed golf fantasy sports it's the fastest growing podcast network in the world okay let's get into this let's begin in Atlanta where the Hornets snapped a four-game losing streak on Saturday night, and they kept from going winless on their five-game road trip with another divisional win against the Atlanta Hawks, 107-99. The Hornets beat back a 13-1 third-quarter run and regained the lead twice in the fourth quarter to get their second win this season against the Hawks, and it's a rare one in Atlanta. Coming into this one, Charlotte had lost five straight and 10-11 of in Phillips Arena. David... The Hornets they finished their 5 game Eastern Conference road trip at 1 and 4 as opposed to 0 oh and 5 in the grand scheme of the season is that one victory a big deal.
0: Yes, it's a a divisional road win, Doug, and I don't think you can underestimate that. I mean, sure, the road trip did not go as they they had hoped, clearly. I think it might have been different in Boston had Kemba been there. Well, it would have been different if Kemba had been there. Not sure if they would have still come out uh, on the bad side of things, but regardless, winning in Atlanta, Getting 2 0 on them to start the season, getting a win in Atlanta, divisional game. Uh, so that gives you a leg up there. So the, I don't think you ever apologize for that, even though the road trip wasn't that great.
1: Yeah, I think we have to see how they, you know, they're coming back home. They're going to play the Lakers on Tuesday. And then uh, they've got two more days off before they face the Chicago Bulls on the 23rd. Both of those teams, the Lakers and the Bulls coming up, are teams that are struggling right now. And so if the Hornets respond well, then, then this win is huge. This win was huge because it signaled, you know, sort of getting this team out of the mud. But it is just one game of of eighty two, and I mean, you look at the standings right now. Though in the Eastern Conference, they sit in fourth, fifteen and thirteen. Uh, they, you know, they put the Hawks back under five hundred at thirteen and fourteen, and they're they're in a group right now in the Eastern Conference. Basically, it's the Cavs and the Raptors. 19 and 6 and 19 and 8, respectively. And then a pretty big drop off to the Celtics, Hornets, Bucks, Knicks, Pacers, Bulls, Pistons. You could throw the Hawks in there. You could even throw the Wizards in there at 12 and 14 as all contenders for the next six spots in the Eastern Conference playoffs. So that's a huge group. So that probably. Uh, goes to your argument that it is a big win because every victory at this point yeah, is, exactly. is a big victory because uh, it's going to matter. As you know, you, you have six teams. You have what uh, I counted: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams. All kind of dueling there, and it's probably going to whittle itself down. You know, we saw last season four teams tied at forty-eight wins going into the playoffs, yeah. and they came down to tiebreakers. So, no, I, I, th- I think you're right. I think it's a. It is one of eighty-two but it's also a big deal for the Hornets. Um, things you saw in on this one, David. I mean, we can go right to the end of the game. Marvin Williams hitting the big shot. What would you think yes. about that? Big three-pointer off of Kimba Walker, one of his 10 assists from Kemba. It was great.
0: Yeah, Marvin, thankfully that did go in. And he had a good game overall, Doug. I mean, you could probably argue his best game of the season, certainly his best game recently, right? I mean, he was shooting, what, about 70% from the field, something like that? Yeah. Um so a good game from Marvin, would you like to see? Marco was I mean, ridiculous again. Uh he's really developing a knack for just being that instant offense off the bench. And for me, man, I mean Kemba, those two rebounds he had down the end of the end of the stretch, uh one was part of that long possession they had that ended up in another Marco three. But I think Kemba got his own rebound on that, kept it alive, kept the possession going, and then in the last couple of possessions there, he got a defensive rebound that he ripped away from Dennis Schroeder. 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 <laughs> Uh, and and so that was some of the physicality that we talked about so much and that Clifford had been begging for that came back, uh, you know, certainly getting a tongue lashing as they did after the Wizards game probably affected that too. But I think having Kemba back, having their leader back out there on the floor was big for him.
1: Yeah. Just going back to the Marvin Williams shot. I I said this on Twitter, posted the video as well. Go check it out at locked on Hornets. But the reason why it's so major is because Marvin Williams has been struggling to shoot the basketball this season and he gets a lot of those opportunities off of Kimball Walker pick and pops. And it takes. You know if if there is a danger if there is a threat that Marvin Williams can hit that shot and teams know that then it takes pressure off of Kimball Walker especially at the end of basketball games when they're they're less likely to blitz him in the pick and roll send a double team and that's exactly what Atlanta did in that scenario Paul Millsap goes up to try to steal the basketball and double down on Kimball Walker mm-hmm. uh, above the break and Kimball Walker saw it immediately reacted and got the bounce pass to to Marvin who knocks down the three-pointer. So that's it's going to be a key play and, and you need to see more of those and not just in the fourth sure. quarter but across the game so that when teams go to scout the Hornets they go okay, well Marvin he's he's a threat again, he's finding his groove. You know, we're we're going to be less likely to do that against Kemba Walker. So it's it's just a huge thing for the Hornets.
0: Yeah, when you've got Marco going like he's going right from three, and you got Kim out there. So, you know, those two guys are going to get a lot of attention. And the Batum's going to get covered too. So many, I mean, those shots are going to be there for Marvin, right? I mean, well, they, they have been there. Uh, but you're right. He's just got to be able to knock some of those down. 19 points in this one. I mean, that's outstanding. He and Marco tied for the league lead. I mean, sorry, not league lead, but uh, leading the team and scoring. Which is great to see. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little like payback, a little junior payback game from Marvin in Atlanta, or a revenge game. No, no, (laughs) it's (laughs) been it's
1: been a long time since Marvin. It's been a while. Yeah, it's
0: been a while.
1: Um, Hey, real quick, David. You know the holidays are coming up, and and that means for the Hornets, it it always means that the Hornets are going to play some games at home because they love to play around the holidays. And uh, you you may want some tickets, or you may want to take a friend. And So i got to tell you about SeatGeek. It's the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see, whether they're in Charlotte or somewhere else, or maybe not even basketball. Maybe you want to take your friends to a concert. I don't know. But to find tickets for the games you want to see up close in person this season, got to go with SeatGeek. There's nothing like being at the game for the biggest plays of the year, and with SeatGeek... It's never been easier to get the seats you want for a great value. SeatGeek has the best deals on every ticket in the house, wherever you want to sit, whether that's courtside, club seats, or the upper level. It's easier than ever with the free SeatGeek app. I have it on my phone. It's the only one I use because it tells me exactly where the underpriced seats are. It's got a, It's like a deal tracker. It shows me, hey, this is where you want to look. Best of all, our hardcore Hornets fans... Get a $20 rebate off their first purchase. So give it a try. Get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter promo code LO Hornets. That's L O Hornets. SeatGeek will send you $20. After you've made your first ticket purchase, download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOHornets today and check out some holiday Hornets. Lakers game coming up tomorrow, and then the Bulls uh, there for the – the December 23rd game is big because they've got the the little starter action figure for the first, I right. believe, 7,500 fans. So definitely want to get some seats to
0: that one. Get in there. You've seen a little mini Nick Batum on – Hornet social media.
1: He's he's everywhere. He's and and I'll give a little. Uh, so we talked about the holiday party, David. You were gracious enough to to give me a, a an Anthony Mason. That's right. Uh, Started you now. Your presence coming, buddy. Don't you worry. I've got <laughs> yours. That's, you maybe know, maybe stay tuned. A... Maybe stay tuned to uh, YouTube.com forward slash Locked On You'll see what I got, uh, David, for Christmas. Oh boy, it's coming. Oh boy, I saved it. See, you you're modest. You give it to me at the uh, at the uh, Christmas yeah, party. I do it
0: away from the lights right. and the cameras.
1: Not me, buddy. I'm hamming it up. Uh, <laughs> and I got something for Justin too. I think Justin's going to be joining us by phone. He usually does on these on these game nights because he's got to get to ones. the arena. So he'll join us by phone. But I got a present for him too. I actually I may need to, I may need to give him his present today because it could come in handy at the game. So hmm. All right, I got to figure that out. Anyway, let's get back to this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Email us. Let us know your thoughts.
1: Yeah. Um, tweet at us. All right. Let's get back to this Atlanta game. Uh, got to talk about uh, Cody Zeller and Dwight Howard getting into it again. What do you think about that? There's a little it's mini. Clear. It's, a, it's a rivalry now, right? We, c- we can fully establish that these two may not necessarily get along. Could well, make for a good playoff uh, matchup.
0: Oh my god! Uh, if yeah, if he didn't get his head taken off, I mean, Cody definitely gets under Dwight's skin. And I mean, if you look, if you watch the the plays, Cody is very smart about uh, his positioning. Shall we say some of his arm positioning? So I mean, but he does just enough to get under Dwight's skin. And I mean, I think. The guys doing the game, Stephanie and Dell and Eric. I mean, they're right. He's just got to walk away from the little. You certainly can't start start to walk away and then uh, go back and kick someone's leg. I mean, they're going to call that every time, right?
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And and Cody, I think benefits from the fact that early on in his career, he got walloped time after mm-hmm. time after time. I don't think it's natural for him to react anyway. But no. but he's had he's seen this so many times. You know he's he's had so much contact that when it happens, his he just doesn't. You know, and I think that that may get under player skin a little bit when when they can't get it. Well, right. he keeps
0: coming. He yeah. keeps coming at you too, right? He's a like a literally, gun. You, you would literally have to knock him out for to, to, for him to stop playing. Well, the Dwight way has he plays. tried. <laughs> he's <laughs> attempted. He has him. gone. He has gone for the KO. But that's the thing, right? I mean, if you, you figure about the fourth quarter, this guy would get tired of banging, but. You know, it's like Rocky, I mean it's like he's the machine.
1: Yeah, uh, and that
0: he... was not no. That was that was that was my that was a swing of the Draga, but it wasn't good. I'm mean, it's it's too early on Monday. <laughs>
1: Cody Zeller, 36 minutes, 8 of 14 from the field, 57%. He loves playing against the Atlanta Hawks. He had 23. He was a 9 of 10, I believe, from the field in that game against Atlanta earlier in the season. He finishes this one with 16 and 11. He is turning into a double-double machine. Kimball Walker had a double-double as well, 18 points and 10 assists. So he missed the game against the Celtics, but over his last two games, He's had 19 assists, David. He's getting back to distributing the basketball, and that's the best thing that came out of the end of this road trip is that you've seen some other guys start to shoot the basketball a little better. Marco, Marvin, uh, uh, Nick Batum as well, taking a more substantial role. He he struggled in this one, a 3 of 13 from the field, but you can see him starting to take a more substantial role in scoring. And as that's happening, Kimba has been able to move the ball basketball a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily have to, you know, carry the entire offense on his back. And that's been a benefit to Kimba as well. So all good Mm -hmm. things. Let's talk about Marco too. continues to impress. He plays uh, virtually the entire fourth quarter. Again, we see it again, three for three on three pointers, 11 points, one rebound, one assist, in the fourth quarter huge in this game. He's had a career reviving season David. His 59.7% true shooting and 14.4 PER are just under his career first season in San Antonio when he really kind of broke out and and got the attention of uh you know NBA stat heads and and just regular NBA fans alike. Over his last 10, his true shooting has shot up to 65.7%. And the Hornets have rewarded him with more playing time and more usage, which on this past road trip was sitting at 20.8. That's an even bigger role than he had in San Antonio. So Marco, not only becoming, you know, sort of the de facto sixth man, but really has this important role on on this Hornets team as a shot maker and you know he's been oh, yeah. you know he's been good because we've talked about some of the issues that he's had on defense and that is not that's not factoring into his playing time at all
0: those are real too i mean you know he's i mean you know he must be giving them a huge punch on offense because of some of those little breakdowns not that they're just going to sit him because of those you know little things but they're they're pretty apparent they're pretty obvious at times uh so you know he's shooting 45 percent from three doug i mean and it feels like when he's in that zone it doesn't matter who's on him i mean really good offense beats good defense most nights right so i mean he has got guys just right up in his shirt and he is getting these turn he's getting these passes and turning around and hitting these long i mean long almost fadeaway shots and really providing a punch we we've mentioned you know filling in for jeremy lin or making up for that scoring punch and i think he's done that and i would say he's a little bit more reliable at this point wouldn't you
1: oh yeah absolutely and you know it- it's it's weird because he's you know he's eating into other guards' playing time at this point. So Ramon Sessions gets 14 in this one. Jeremy Lamb gets 15 in this one as well. And and I think if if Marco were shooting, you know four or five of 11 instead of eight of 11, you'd see Jeremy Lamb have a bigger role. And credit to both Ramon and Jeremy, they're doing so much with the little the the limited time that they're getting. Uh, Ramon hits two big buckets in this one, Jeremy lamb, four of seven from the field in 15 minutes. That's tough to do to get that because he, what he got in, uh, right at the end of the first quarter into the second quarter. And then I think he had a touch in between the third and the fourth as well. And and, yeah. And lamb just coming up huge in those moments.
0: Yeah. Big, big moments
1: because you're not, you know, normally guys need, you know, a few minutes to get the engines revved. And find out, you know, sort of what's going on in the game, and then they start to get their offense going. But Lamb is solidified his role as just a heater. You just th- you just throw him in there, you light the flame, and he's going to shoot the basketball. And you know, four, like I said, four of seven in 15 minutes, he gets eight points, five rebounds, five rebounds mm-hmm. in 15 minutes. Like that's that's absurd. I mean, way to go, Jeremy.
0: Yeah, still very springy with those legs, too. Yeah, uh, You mentioned eating into minutes. Of course, MKG is probably the other guy that's affected by this, right? We've talked about 20 the minutes fourth in quarter. this quarter. Yeah, yeah, I talked about the fourth quarter substitutions, but honestly, it's tough. I mean, uh, you saw it the other night in Washington when MKG went back in, right? People were like, wait, 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 wait. What about Marco going back in? Um, so I think that he's making it very difficult for him not to be played at this point, which is all you can ask. From a guy that you need offense from. I mean, it's and it's not, you know, it's not to MKG's detriment. I don't think it's just look. Marco's is is shooting the lights out right now. They've needed that in just about every game on this road trip, save probably the, the Celtics game because that one got out of hand late. But in those late game situations, you got to have some guys other than Kemba, and this has been the big thing, right? That that can score or at least get their own shot off. And Marco is one of the few guys that can also do that. So it's important to have him out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, over the last couple of games, I mean, Marco has played the starter minutes. Even though he doesn't start in the first quarter, he's played the starter minutes. And and MKG has been, you know, sort of a uh, a Thabo Sevalosha type of six-man uh, defender. You know, it's rare. You, you know, you usually look for your six-man to be a scorer. And, you know, again, these, these, these terms, starter, six-man, like what do they really mean? I mean, do you really kind of just want to look at you want to look at minutes, and you want to look at roles. I mean, because I think the Hornets are fortunate that you have Marco and, and MKG that really fit uh, two varying roles. I mean, you can get MKG in there when you need that extra little bit of defense. You can get Marco in there when you need the scoring punch. Um, you know, you fuse these guys together and and play, play, right. them, play them off one another. And, again, sometimes – Sometimes you need sometimes you need that
0: yeah and 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 this goes without saying I think at this point but there's no animosity I don't think you can' you know you, when you flash a picture of the bench up after somebody hits a shot, the entire bench is is up and celebrating so uh, again back to the chemistry and the culture they've put in here but that's good to see too I mean that could be a problem I mean on on some teams especially a young guy like mkg or anyone else that's not getting time or being taken out of the fourth quarter I mean shoot. You got a superstar out and, uh, well, you got a guy in, I'm sorry, um, Philly, right? New Orleans Noel is complaining about not playing enough as it is right now. And MKG is probably more established than he is. So uh, credit to everyone, I think. But um, do you still get the feeling that Clifford is, or they're just trying to get, they just gotten everybody healthy. So are they still trying to get, you know, some sort of routine down to end games.
1: Yes. Or is it still
0: situational?
1: No. I, I Well, I think that y- you're going to see a lot develop in the next two weeks because, again, I just feel like not having those that rest or the two days off or or the one day to really get down and dirty and practice and figure some yeah. things out I think has an effect. I think you kind of have to get situational when you're playing game, break. Really, the break is a travel day you know for the hornets in the past week or so they've just been traveling and and then you're playing a game the next night i mean there's not you just sort of have to take what comes and that's what the hornets have been doing and, and with swapping out michael kid gilchrist and marco bellinelli i'll mm-hmm. say this you know this is why i think clifford gravitates towards veterans and the team as a whole gravitates towards guys that carry themselves professionally versus maybe a player that has a little bit more ceiling or a little bit more talent, but right. you know, and I think Nerlens is like that. Nerlens has that higher ceiling than some other players in his sphere, but right. there are some of those issues. And so, you know, Clifford has the luxury of of doing this in the fourth quarter, and uh, the team as a whole has the luxury of, of a couple of guys having an off-shooting night because they go out and find players that have high basketball IQ. And so, you know, a player like Michael Kidd Gilchrist may go 2 of 7 from the field, and, and normally that would be disgusting, 2 of 7, 4 points. But his, his <laughs> defensive IQ, you yeah, know, it's not good. Like, it's not great. Right. But – He's doing other things on the basketball court, and that it's not just MKG. I mean, the same goes for Marvin. The same goes for Batum. The same goes for Bellinelli. When Bellinelli has a tough shooting night, he still finds other ways to benefit the team. You can't say that for, for other players. And they and yeah. they've got so. And the the point is, they've got so many of them that when two or three guys aren't in rhythm, having a bad shooting night, the team can still can still hang in there. And, and be in the game in the fourth quarter where you, you look at other teams and if two or three of their players, you know, star roles, the guys that are getting 20 plus minutes have off shooting nights, they're losing by 20.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 And not to bang on New Orleans, I, I certainly didn't know enough about his situation to really speak to it. Just thought of his uh, comments over the last week. I know they're not winning much, so that certainly doesn't help, but yeah, I mean, you know, again, it's, A good group of guys they got here. Real quick, Doug. On the schedule coming up, I mean, last week we know was brutal. But if you take a look, right, this week you mentioned the Baby Lakers and the Bulls, and then you get to Brooklyn on Monday. You get to Orlando on Wednesday. I like it. And then and then you wrap up at home against Miami before taking on LeBron on New Year's Eve. Okay, at home. So I mean, a very workable schedule over the next two weeks to kind of see if you can make up some ground from that lost road trip, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, you, you have an opportunity to go five and zero oh in oh, that yeah. stretch, because yeah. again, you're getting, you're getting the two days off. You got you're getting, days. You're getting, yeah. yeah, you got days and you've got opponents that are, are struggling. A lot of the Lakers are one and nine in their last 10. The bulls uh, lost a home and home to the bucks. And uh, they only put up 69 in the, the back half of that. So, you know, they're, they're struggling as well. They were, they were hitting threes, inexplicably early on. Jimmy Butler, uh, Rajan Rondo, Dwayne Wade coming into the season, everyone was like, how are they going to hit threes? And they did really? it. And, but now that's gone away completely. And uh, they were relying on their mid-range game and having some success with it. But now the offense uh, is completely out of rhythm. Things starting to dry up there. So uh, yeah, two good opportunities this week. And then as you said, Brooklyn, Orlando, Miami, I and mean, those are all uh, again, divisional games too. You got to strike. You got to not let Miami. Miami's. They're tanking. They're done. They're they're out of here. But Orlando, <laughs> you got to get these wins early because Orlando's got some talent on that team. So they're going to organize and figure some things out. I think by the end of the season. So you got to get these wins mm-hmm. early while you can.
0: Yeah, and not not to jump too far ahead, but man, you talk about a trap game if there is one. You know, Wednesday night in between Christmas and New Year's in Orlando. Uh, against, I mean, like you said, a, a feisty that can be a kind of a feisty team in the Magic, certainly with a good coach. So the opportunity is there. You, you you have to kind of seize upon that if you want to make up for that road trip. I think
1: Orlando just lost last night too. I think What did it? No. Oh, hey, Washington. Washington beat the Clippers one seventeen, one ten last night. What? Like, but, but, but what? Yeah, Bradley Beal forty one points. John Wall eleven assists. So, yeah, that could be, I mean, you know, if Atlanta continues to struggle and they're looking for answers, I mean, Kent Bazemore has been out for a few games bizarre. and so they put Tim Hardaway in there, Kyle Korver, uh playing with the bench a lot. I mean, they're trying to, yeah, it's bizarre because I'm telling you, I think, I just think the loss of Jeff Teague, uh, it, it sent some ripple effects through this, which was already A a struggling offense. I mean, last season they were not a great offensive team. They were anchored by their defense, and um, that. But that offense is is struggling in ways that that I, I think is it's confusing all kinds of people in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, um, and we, the, the, the Marvin Williams article on The Ringer last week highlighted Kent Bazemore as part of that starting five for the contract year guys, which personally, in my opinion, of my traditional understanding of that you know term or that theory, he was really the one that fit the most. I mean, because he's a yeah. younger guy who finally got paid, who was going to be given the opportunity, and it's been a bit of a struggle here. So, uh, well, of course, against Charlie the other night, he had some big, big moments because it seems like he always does.
1: Yeah. All right, well, uh, we'll, we will recap, or we're going to preview, actually. We'll preview it before we recap it. That's usually how it works. Uh, We'll preview this game against the Lakers uh, tomorrow morning, and then set your alarm, 6 p.m. YouTube.com forward slash Locked on Hornets. Locked on Hornets live. It's going to be a great show. I'm just telling you right now, you have to watch it because it's only 30 minutes long. It'll get you ready for a pregame against Los Angeles. Thanks for listening to Locked on Hornets here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, subscribe to us on iTunes and get these in your podcast feed every morning while you're there. Give us a five-star review. Help hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast. Shoot us your Hornets questions, your thoughts to buzzbuzz buzz at LockedOnHornets.com. Do that. Do that right now, after this show, after you listen, because we'll we'll answer them on Locked On Hornets Live. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets, go America, let's swarm Charlotte. So- I like to stay up late and watch TV don't play.